0: All right, what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. We have a guy who's a collector on the line. We'll get to him in a second. He's going to explain NBA Top Shot to us in a sec. But first, Greg, give us what you got real quick.
1: So J.J. Watt has ended his free agency. He is going to sign with the Arizona Cardinals, shockingly, for a two-year, $31 million contract. And, Scott, that's
2: $23 million guaranteed. What does that do to the NFC West?
1: Well, I'm going to start off by saying I'm shocked. I mean, I am totally shocked that JJ Watt went to Arizona. I don't have an idea if that's maybe where his off-season home is. I know a lot of NFL players make that their off-season home. Mm-hmm. But to me, if you're chasing a championship, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, maybe even Cleveland present a a championship caliber chance, and Arizona is the fourth team in the NFC West. And so I'm Are they I think so. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. He, First of all, he's,
0: he's, he's going back to play with one of his former teammates in DeAndre Hopkins, so there's that. Um, second of all, I think Kyler Murray has a real decent shot of eventually becoming the best quarterback in that division. I think that he can kind of go toe-to-toe with anybody in that division. He, you know, maybe not Russell Wilson a, a, every time he goes up against him, but they he split two games with him, and I thought they, he played well in those games. I uh, guess what I'm saying though is,
1: is what I'm saying is though is that when you look at their you know this past season, uh, are they up and coming? Sure, I think so. Is Kyler yeah. Murray on, on the on the verge of becoming a star? I think so. Yeah. Um, but when I look at the division as it currently sits, I think Arizona is a three-four team in the division, and um, more often than not a four. It's uh, you tell me. Were you surprised that he went? Tarazone? I mean, I
0: was surprised, but I could understand it. I like the fit. They have uh, Chandler Jones, right, who, on one side. Now they have J.J. Right. Watt on the other side in mm-hmm. a division with a bunch of quarterbacks, right? Like you got Russell in theory, uh, if he's there. <laughs> uh, you know, Stafford is a good quarterback. Uh, the Niners, if, if it's not Garoppolo, are probably going to find themselves another good quarterback, right, to replace him. So, it, you know, it's a tough division. You, you got it you got to load up as best you can because it is the most challenging and most daunting division in the sport.
1: But let me just say this about J.J. Watt. Um, I look at this deal, $23 million guaranteed, two years, $31 million, and I think to myself, when he was let go by Houston, he was owed $19 million this upcoming year, and I thought to myself, well, no one's going to pay him anywhere near that, right. and yet Arizona did pay him yes. near that. And so yeah. for me... As much as we can sit here and try and break down the football part of it, like was he thinking they could win? Does he think Arizona's on the verge? Does he think Kyler Murray's an up-and-coming star and they're about to take over the NFC West? All of the football stuff aside, mm-hmm. in the final analysis, it kind of looks like J.J. Watt went where? They paid him the most money. Right. And when you're, when you're at the end of your career and this could be your last contract – maybe you're thinking more about collect as much as you can rather than winning is my priority in life.
0: Well, because right, he can get one more deal. And then in year three, if he uh, is not as good a player, somebody will sign him like a a veteran team that needs a situational pass rusher will sign him. Uh, You know, so I I think you know, look, get as much as you can get, man, especially in professional sports, especially in football, where they, you know, chew you up and spit you out as soon as you're done. You know, like, I am go, all for get, get as
1: much as you can get as quickly as you can get it. The only thing I would say is when you've already made a ton of money, I just thought I just thought pursuing a championship was what was left. You know,
0: I mean, do you I mean, I don't know, maybe he has bigger aspirations than than whatever financial money, financial, uh, you know, nest egg he's already accumulated. Maybe he Mm -hmm. wants to start a big company, a tech company. Maybe he wants to be an NBA top shot, uh, you know, entrepreneur. Who the hell knows?
1: Perhaps. Or how about this? Maybe he wants to live in a warm weather environment. Play in a place where, you know, you look around the rest of the division. You'll play in L.A., which is indoors. Yeah. You'll play in Seattle where you may have to deal with some weather. You'll play in San Francisco, maybe a little bit of weather. But yeah. generally speaking, it's like, hey, I want to live in Arizona. I want to live where it's warm. I want to live where maybe right. his off-season home is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Before we get back to the Lakers, and thanks to Frank Vogel who joined us earlier. If you missed Frank Vogel earlier, uh, subscribe to the podcast, the Sedano, LZ, and Cap podcast on ESPN's app, on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. All right. So uh, Jonas is in Manhattan Beach. He's a collector, and he's going to try to explain NBA top shot to us real quick. Go ahead, Jonas.
3: Hey, everyone. I, I kind of laugh because the blockchain – Ethereum world has exploded in the mainstream. And so when I turn on 710 radio, to hear you guys talking about it. I almost fall over. We've been doing this for a few years. And what's amazing is that NFTs have just taken off in the last, what, 30 to 60 days. And mm-hmm. it has everyone talking like, like you guys on the radio about it. And here's the deal. What makes something digital worth money? And I would go backwards and say, well, what makes the Mona Lisa worth money? It's uh, three things: it's it's velocity, people, how many people actually know about the Mona Lisa; it's scarcity, how many are there; and it's trust. And there's a small problem with the Mona Lisa, because some people think that the actual Mona Lisa isn't really real, that it may be buried in the bottom of the Louvre. And so the blockchain stops all that kind of questioning because it literally only makes one unique or one of a thousand unique objects. And that's what everyone's trading. And that's why it's taken off.
0: Right. Yeah, but it's just but, the scarcity but, and the uniqueness of it. Right?
1: right. Well, first of all, can you define for everybody that's listening right now, NFT, we all know what NFL stands for, but what's N what's the T after the football? No.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a non fungible token. And simply what that means is a Bitcoin is a fungible token. You can break it up into 18 decimals Non-fungible means you can't break it or separate it. And the whole reason they made these is because you can't rip apart, say, a video play of LeBron, or you can't take apart a trading card, right? And so it's built, uh, the Ethereum platform enabled what's called a smart contract. And to make it really simple, I don't want to get you techie, it's basically saying, this is the best part, hey, NBA, you've got all these great assets, or hey, Warner Brothers, or hey, whoever, with good IP, take your asset, make a unique digital piece of it, and then push it out. And not only is the NBA going to make money on the first sale, but they're going to make money in perpetuity as that asset moves to the next person, to the next person, and so on for life. So somebody like LeBron and NBA Top Shots is a great example. They're getting a piece of every sale forever. And that is a game changer because it's the first time IP can be monetized beyond the first sale.
1: And and also all of this from what you're saying is all on blockchain, so everybody knows who the original owner was, who the sold buys it, for, right, and who the and,
0: next owner is, right. et cetera, et cetera. And yes. so
1: blockchain technology therefore comes in to to play because blockchain is supposed to be, from what I know of it, you know, this this scorecard, if you will. So that, in other words, if you bought a house and the government came walking in one day and said, "Hey, get out," you said, "No, no, this is my house." And they said, "Well, where's your paperwork?" And you said, oh, I, "I don't have it." Blockchain is the paperwork forever. Like you'll never have to have paperwork; it'll all be on blockchain.
3: Do I have this right? Oh God, you you, you nailed it perfectly, and kind of reverse that a little bit. Uh, a lot of, especially in developing nations, where if you owned a home or a maquil- or like a a farm for 200, 300 years in your family. And then the government walks up one day and goes, oh, that's our farm. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, You know, We've been here for 300 years. And the government goes, no, because someone in the back office just wrote a piece of paper and said that the government actually owns it so they can take it. And this is why blockchain and and all this is very good and bad, if you will. It's good for the world, um, and it's bad for the corrupt part of the world. Because at some point, the corrupt people won't have a place to – do what they do normally and so let's go back to like sports collectibles is a perfect example and i kind of i use this term a lot before blockchain and after blockchain right um anything before blockchain we have zero clue where the the origin started i mean if pete rose signed a baseball card today in front of you and then you sold it to somebody else you have no idea it really was a pete rose card blockchain can now change that and not only that they can give Pete Rose money beyond that first sale. And somebody like Pete, I use him as, as an example in this all the time. It's because he, a lot of these players have been, you know, people have profited off of them for years and years and years yeah. and with the NCAA and all this stuff. And so blockchain finally puts a level playing field for IP ownership. And as long as it's done correctly, um, I, I love NBA top shots. There's a small hitch to their plan. I don't want to get into it in too much detail right now. Um, but once it becomes a, a pure blockchain public ledger, it will. It already is changing the way the world talks about it, but it's going to be that much better pretty soon. Well,
0: I, I do think it's interesting, Jonas, and thank you. Is it Good Jonas call. or Jonas? Jonas, Jonas. Jonas, okay. So what I think is interesting is you brought up something that I've been a big proponent of is like the NCAA, right, with their issues with name, image, and likeness. This could solve some of those issues for
3: them, Right. Oh without a doubt I came from the the studio system and I've always I've always it's really simple Disney uh, or or NBA their job is simply, simply you know, monetize 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 and make everyone happy underneath us right and if you are a leader in your field like the NBA and you can say I own the rights to this and I'm only going to do the following I'm only going to make 100 LeBron's or 100 this and I've done my deal with LeBron. It's all on a smart contract, meaning that it's done. It's immutable. It's indelible. It is 100% in perpetuity going to change, or not going to change. And so players can't get screwed. Sorry to use that in the air. No, you're cannot good. Manip- you're fine. <laughs> they cannot get manipulated. They cannot be, uh, money can't be stolen from them for the first time. So as long as they're comfortable with the deal they negotiated going in, they're always going to see money because in real time, when a digital asset is sold, say LeBron got, gets 2% or 4% of the deal, it instantly transfers into his wallet at that moment in time. There's no middleman. There's nobody to take the money and then say, oh, there was a 30-day hold, or we've got to, we got to take care of some expenses before we pay you. It is 100% indelible and immutable right at that moment in time and that is the beauty of it because everybody in the ecosystem gets paid. And who does that scare? It scares the middlemen. And the middlemen have no value anymore in these in this new ecosystem. And that's why you'll see pushback from it. I don't want to get into who the middlemen are, but you can imagine yeah, how many especially people in make that their world, money. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right. Exactly right. You know right. what's
1: amazing about this conversation and by the way you you brought it up from the beginning, Jonas, is that when you turn on 710 we're talking about basketball, but basketball turned into digital currency and uh, non-fungible tokens and blockchain conversation. And I swear to you, gentlemen, and everybody who's listening, two years ago, when I was first learning about this, actually it was more, it was 2018 when I was first learning about this, or first hearing about blockchain and Bitcoin, if you talk to anybody about this stuff, they literally looked at you like you had three heads. Like, don't even (laughs) tell me about cryptocurrency. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It'll never replace money. Uh, Don't tell me about the democratization of money, et cetera. And three years later, literally, um, Bitcoin is every bit as prominent on CNBC as you're watching the market as the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So it's come that yeah, far. And,
3: and Mark Cuban did a great podcast the other day, like two days ago, that, that if you guys can tune in, and I can't remember the, the exact where it came from, but Cuban, he's he's really interesting because he he was kind of, he's not a fan of Bitcoin being a global currency. And so a lot of people call him an ant he's kind of like an anti-crypto you know uh, crypto guy or blockchain or whatever you want to call him. He's not,
0: it. he's an but investor in all that stuff.
3: He is, right. So he loves the fact that we can, fr- finally make a uniform, equal play, uh, playing level field for the player, the owner, the league, and, all, and, and, and the IP holder in general. And so he, he is really, it's a great, it's like an hour-long podcast. You should, you should turn it on at some point. But Mark Cuban gets it. And um, between Mark and between what you just said about the world all of a sudden going, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. What, one quick note, Bitcoin is what's called a dap right and it's a decentralized app just so like on your iphone you know you download an app bitcoin is simply a dapp on a blockchain a lebron james dunk is a dapp on the blockchain the blockchain is just simple technology very basic very open source anybody can actually copy a blockchain and put it on a computer and have fun with it it's how you execute it and that's why nba top shots has done a decent job of of getting the the regular joe if you will to, uh, to play in that world to actually touch and, and understand a little bit about blockchain. So the future's wide open and again if you guys are talking about it, I just laugh I'm like, wow this, 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 we have come this, this is where it's circle. come to
1: I know it's crazy real yeah. quick story for you really quick. So I got this um, I had this guy he was a CBS cameraman George and I would work with this guy on occasion when I was doing CBS NFL football games, right? and um this guy would send me texts he's like hey man i listen to your podcast and you're really keeping me going and i'm really i've hit hard times and i'm down on my luck and everything else this guy sent me a message the other day and he said you're talking to the newest bitcoin millionaire so imagine this (laughs) you could have had just a couple of bucks man And somebody may have convinced you, hey, this Bitcoin's going to be huge, and you go, I don't know, but I'll give it a shot because I can. I don't have to buy one Bitcoin for thirty thousand. I can buy a piece of a piece of a piece. And this guy sent me a message the other day. I'm a Bitcoin millionaire, and he started with just a (laughs) couple hundred bucks, dude. That's isn't that insane?
0: Well, that's how I got started. I'll give you a quick. uh, I'll give you, Jonas. Thank you for your time, dude. Call Jonas. You've been like a guest, basically, but. <laughs> um, but I got started the same that. way. I, I had an offshore um, gambling account a while back, mm-hmm. and they were closing because they weren't allowed to function in the US anymore. And because I only, you know, I was betting 10, 5, 10 bucks at a, on a game. They, um, they, they wouldn't, if you'd have uh, over $1,000 in the account, if it was just a couple hundred bucks, they, the only way they would send you the money is via Bitcoin. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I opened this Bitcoin wallet. I left the money in there for months. And all of a sudden, you know, like 400 bucks turned into like almost 900 bucks. I was like, whoa. And that's where it caught my attention. So to your point, yeah, that's usually how it works. You just kind of fall into it by happenstance.
1: I cannot tell you how many rooms I got laughed out of or how many dinners I got laughed out of with with folks that three years later are saying to me, dude, um, well, you guys were kind of ahead of your time because I just bought some Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Jonas, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. And yeah, thank great you for call, listening. man. That was a great call. Yeah. All right. You know what? We didn't talk any Lakers. We were supposed to do that. But we did solve the uh, NBA top shot riddle. So there's that. I definitely feel uh, like I know more. All right. So coming up next, uh, the uh, Lakers have won two in a row. Cap is still on an emotional roller coaster here. And I think Steph may have taken a shot at LeBron. We'll get to all that coming up in three minutes.
1: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base.
0: Let me tell you, Morales, you just don't like Bitcoin because all you do is you spend your time smoking cigars, all right, drinking the vino, and playing golf and listening to this damn station all day long. That, that's really your issue. It's not our fault that your portfolio isn't uh, headed in the right direction and it's not te- technologically sound. <laughs> you know
1: hey listen here's we're trying to think. help
0: the audience here the audience this is the wave of the future whether people like it or not and there's going to be resistance to all this digital uh all these digital assets but at the end of the day you know it's like the internet you know a lot of people were opposed to the internet in 1994 but the internet's here and it's it, you know for better or worse sometimes so, like, you know, you either get on the, the train or you get left behind. That's the I, reality of life.
1: I so. also think that people are driving around right now and they're tuning in and they go, hey, I tune into 710 because I'm, I'm interested in this interview with Frank Vogel. Okay, cool. But people have interests that are outside of just the Lakers or the Dodgers or J.J. Watt signing with Arizona or Drew Brees possibly coming back. And this is the kind of stuff that right now, People are talking about, I mean, it's really, really relevant stuff. And by the way, we sound so freaking smart. Like, we don't really know for sure if we know what we're talking about, but gosh, we sound smart.
0: Yeah. I mean, sort of.
1: I mean, even if you're faking it. I mean, just the the word democratization when it comes to Bitcoin just makes you sound like you know what you're talking about, even if you don't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is true, yeah. Um, but we can talk about the Lakers, too, though. There is yeah, that. that. By the let's way, this portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing health one person at a time. Uh, so Steph Curry made some comments yesterday that I thought were interesting. And I say this because I feel like him and LeBron have this passive-aggressive relationship where I think that as human beings, they like each other, but because they've been such competitors for so long, I think that this becomes – like, they become the bane of each other's existence. And because think about it, if if you're LeBron, OK, like l- let me just kind of take you into the mind of what I would imagine LeBron must have felt like LeBron goes to Miami right to win championships. He does win two. He goes to four straight finals. Dwayne Wade's knees give out a little bit. Chris Bosh, uh, you know, not as, as young as he once was. He goes and basically reboots that in Cleveland with two younger versions of what he thought were the guys he had previously. Right. In Kyrie and Kevin Love. Not exactly, but I guess sort of. So he goes to Cleveland. He assumed he was going to clean up and win a bunch more championships because it was his time to reign. And then out of nowhere, the Warriors come, right? And they win 73 games and, you know, or actually the year before that, they won the championship, right? So out of nowhere, they come, they win this championship. LeBron's team's falling apart because Kyrie gets hurt. Love is hurt. He's basically playing with Matthew Della Vadova as his second best player out there, right? And then, you know, he gets the one in 16, but then KD comes, right? So he looks at Steph as kind of like this impediment, right? Like this guy, this 6'4 dude who's a great shooter, who's the greatest shooter of all time, who, you know, the people are out here in 2016 saying that Steph may be the best player in the game. LeBron clearly took that personally. So like, like like that's just the LeBron aspect of it. And maybe I'm wrong, but I would think that's only human to think that way, okay? But I don't but I'll tell you this, I don't believe I'm wrong when I say that, okay? Although I am projecting some. Some of that is stuff that I know from people that do know LeBron way better than I do, and some of that is me projecting. But it's an educated projection, is the way I would put it, Scott Kaplan.
1: You're so, saying you're saying that 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 Steph took a shot at LeBron. When he, said, when he said
0: blank. What, what, when he what? said teams still want to beat us, as in the Warriors, and beat us bad. They still have a lot of memories from the last five years. And mm-hmm. he's talking about the five-year run of the Warriors where they went to the finals for five straight seasons. Mm-hmm. And he's right too, by the way. Because that's what happens when you're a marked team. By the way, teams still wanted to whoop the Lakers' asses in those six or seven years where they were awful. Right? right? And Because they're the Lakers. And that's what happens when you become really good and you win championships multiple teams want to beat you down. You become the hunted, not the hunters anymore.
1: Okay, but I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna specifically talk about Steph Curry and LeBron James and call it the Warriors and the Lakers. If Steph Curry thinks that LeBron James and the Lakers Really, really want to take it to the Warriors like they did yesterday, one seventeen to ninety one. If Steph Curry thinks that LeBron and the Lakers really want to take it to the Warriors because of the KD years and the five straight championships finals, I'm going to say to, to to Steph, dude, maybe if you're talking about the Sacramento Kings who are like, hey, they're no. weakened, they're weakened, and and they're down, we can we can get them. Really? You, you think that the Lakers and LeBron really want Steph and, and Golden State because of those years? I mean, really? yes.
0: You think LeBron doesn't. You, LeBron, in his mind, should have at least two more titles. There's no question. The Warriors, Scott Kaplan, came out of nowhere nobody saw them coming like this okay LeBron lost to the Spurs okay after winning after beating them the year before and then he realized the Spurs are getting old there's nobody in my way now and boom here comes Steph Curry and the Warriors and and that's it like that changed everything and then KD came and changed it even more Right, so but
1: it, but Katie's gone and Clay's hurt. And, it doesn't matter. And, and the it's Warriors Steph. are no longer the Warriors. And it, it so you're matter. telling me that you think these guys, the Lakers, like again, if not the Lakers, me, it's LeBron. You think LeBron? I just want to make yes. sure I'm clear because I I'm not I don't agree with Steph. Okay, you're telling me you've got much more insider info. I'm calling this on, on the outsider looking in perspective that LeBron James really wanted to take it to Golden State last night, not because Golden State won the last time these two teams played, but rather he's still pissed because they created a super
0: team after LeBron had created a super team. Dude, what I'm telling you is this. LeBron doesn't for, Like, LeBron, he views those years of the Warriors and says... I should have won those championships. This team came out of the blue, and I got screwed, right? Like, I got I, – they had a cheat code, particularly when they got KD those couple of years. So that's that's the way he looks at it. Yes, I, I, I would. And by the way, Steph is right. When you're good – People want to knock your ass off. Of you don't think? Hold on, hold on. You don't think that people looked at the Patriots this year and said, we want to rub their mother-bleeping faces in the dirt. I don't give a rat's ass that Tom Brady's not here. We just want to pound the Patriots. You don't think that happened? Come
1: on, hold man. Hold on, hold on. Yes, yes. I think if you're the Buffalo Bills. That's the same Bills, thing. If you're the Miami Dolphins. Well, no, no, but you're saying it's just one player. I'm saying that if you're the Miami Dolphins and, or you're the Buffalo Bills and for all these years you had no chance and now Tom Brady's not around anymore and a whole bunch of guys opted out and the Patriots are weakened, yeah, you'd really like to beat those guys. What I'm saying is is that if if it's
0: if it's uh Milwaukee, if yes. it's Sacramento, yes. because you know okay? what? Because here's the thing, Scott. When KD was there specifically, they went out there. The Warriors were dancing, literally dancing on people's graves as they were kicking their ass. Because everyone knew that they that they had no chance against them, barring injury, which is what happened with Toronto, right? Like, that was just a perfect storm of Clay getting hurt and KD getting hurt and all that stuff happening. But had they just been healthy, they would have continued to run rampant and roughshod across the entire league. And that is Steph's point, is that teams are going out there. When they beat... The Warriors now they want to rub it in their face because that's what they did. You know, Steph doing his uh, you know shimmying when he hits the three, and KD dancing, and Draymond hooping and hollering, and Clay kind of doing his thing. They they don't forget that stuff, dude. Like that that stuff gets taken very personally, dude. I'm telling you, with I
1: a- am uh, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I hear what you're saying. I hear where you're coming from. But what I'm saying is that, to me, LeBron is the guy that everybody's going after. The Lakers are the team and the franchise that everybody's sure, going after. Sure, Scott, you're, but
0: multiple things can be true at the same time is what I I'm telling you. I can feel
1: you. But what I'm saying is I'm just surprised, okay, that that Steph comes out and says, oh, you know, look, it's just because they just all want to pound on us. Okay, They all want to take their shots. You guys are down. You're hurt. You don't have KD. clay has been out. This is the second straight year. Uh, Steph's great, but he's not carrying the team to a championship contention of any kind. Um, you still have Kerr, who's sitting on the bench, but he's not the coach that he was a few years ago when he had all that talent. So it just seems odd to me that they are an injured um, animal. They are not at full strength. So why everybody wants to take so much pleasure in beating a team? Why did everyone
0: it. take so much pleasure beating the Patriots? Like, you don't understand that? Like, you just said you understood it.
1: I'm saying to you the that... The Patriots
0: are not anywhere near the team they were with Tom Brady, but everyone not even loved taking their ass this not year. Not even
1: close. You know, you say that, and I really never even thought that much about it during the NFL season. Like, wow, everybody's just taking this pleasure and beating up on the Patriots. I did take a lot in... I bet you everybody's enjoying watching Tom Brady succeed while watching Belichick without him. But yeah, I'm just surprised that uh, that Steph feels this way. Yeah, again, and, and, not because and, not because it, it's not true. It's just that if it were Milwaukee or Sacramento or Philadelphia, I would understand it. Not the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's it's not. You're missing the point on this. It's not. You really want to be right, huh? No, dude, you're just missing the point is what I'm telling you. LeBron takes that personally. Yes, LeBron does. And LeBron is the Lakers right now. Understands that?
1: Yeah, I think LeBron should get over it. I think LeBron should be concentrating on on this year and winning another championship if he's that and, upset and, about missing a couple uh, along the way, win another okay.
0: one. Okay. I mean, you right, you you don't Okay, thanks Captain Obvious that he but here's the thing, like he he of course he wants to win another championship. That is it. The, Wanting to bust the brakes off of Steph and the Warriors doesn't change that.
1: No, I'm not suggesting it, it It does change that. I'm just saying that this is how this conversation began. I'm surprised that Steph Curry would say that not about other teams in the NBA, but about the
0: Lakers. Do you think... You're, okay, that, so let me, let me do this to you very simply, okay? Let, let's just make this very simple, okay? If somebody kicked your ass, right... When you knew you were, let's say, okay, look, let's say, let's do this in, in radio terms, okay? You are the best host in town. There is no question, everyone knows that you are the singular best talent there is. But there is an ensemble show, right, that is putting up better numbers. Now, individually, those people may not be better than you, right? But they are winning. And they're, they're winning in ways that you are helpless, Okay. That wouldn't rub you the wrong way.
1: All right, hold on a second. You're, you're, okay, you're, you know you're, what? Answer
0: that on the other side. Answer yeah. it on the other side. Let me I marinate. Go to
1: break. Yeah, I gotta. Let me I contemplate go to the ups. I,
0: I gotta go to break. I gotta go to break. All right, and I also gotta talk about. Can do I do first five here, or do you want me to do it on the other on the other side? Okay. Let, the other side. Greg says do it on the other side, so we'll do that. We're gonna break for two minutes. Scott's gonna marinate. We'll open up the phones at eight seven 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 ten ESPN, eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Just as you've listened, how do you feel about what Steph said? Do you believe that's directed at LeBron? Because I think it is absolutely directed at LeBron, and doesn't mean it's not directed at the rest of the league, but it is directed at LeBron. I think. All right, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. 710 ESPN, back in two and a half minutes. I like to be right a lot. I think everyone understands that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> I just got a funny text. <laughs> <laughs>
1: are you going to tell us about it are you just going
0: to laugh yes, about it? Yes, I'm going to laugh because it's great. about you, but it, it's really funny. Okay, um, and who's it from? It's from Nikki K., who works at uh, Spectrum, um, mm-hmm. the news channel. Spectrum okay. uh, Is it Spectrum 1, I believe, is what it is, Greg? yes what spectrum is, one. where kelvin yeah. washington works too right mm-hmm. yep. um <laughs> she texts me she says despite all the things you've been heated about on this show the most egregious cringeworthy statement was scott saying that he's learned how to dance from cody at peloton
1: <laughs> now hold on a second here if if now now look don't knock it till you try it is all i'm saying okay yeah. cody can rock it out you know and by the way george let me say this to you you ready you know what Cody's favorite show is right now and his favorite artist? You I, it I don't,
0: is? but she, she did add that she almost spit out her drink while she was driving because if you don't know who Cody is, make sure you look him up.
1: <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. This guy's uh, he thinks the greatest artist in the history of recording is Britney Spears. Uh-huh. And I know you watched that documentary. I, I still did. haven't it's... gotten to that documentary.
0: Yeah, great job.
1: Yep. Hey, Cody, you got the moves, my brother. <laughs> it's true.
0: By the way, in the meantime, I'm going to give people just an idea of what's been going on in my text messages uh, since I'm already talking about text messages. Uh, Steve Mason has been texting me. So basically, long story short, Steve Mason, Trudell, and a bunch of guys were all in the same fantasy league together, basketball fantasy league, Scott. And Mace always makes really bad deals. He just does. I actually made him a deal that, yeah, maybe I fleeced him a little bit, but I was making him a deal – to give him two great players to just go all in, right? And in Carl Anthony Towns and Chris Paul. He then trades Carl anthony Towns and Bradley Beal for a broken Kevin Durant. And his his thing is, well, Kevin Durant, I could keep him for a third rounder and he's a first round guy. And I'm like, you traded two first round guys in Bradley Beal and Carl Ke- and anthony Towns for a guy who may never play a full 82 again. What the hell is wrong with you? This is why we know you in fantasy as last place Mace.
1: <laughs> I decided to play fantasy basketball this year for the very first time in my life. And by the way, just so you understand i'm not a fantasy football player everybody on the planet plays fantasy football and i'm the one guy you know that doesn't play fantasy football so i play i joined this fantasy basketball league this year with the intention of like knowing the entire league back and forth knowing who all these obscure players are and you know what happened george i wound up taking my fantasy team giving the keys my 20-year-old son who loves fantasy sports, and I said, here, you run the team. So I always am getting communication from the people in my league, like, Kaplan, get ready. You're getting ready to take on the first place team. And then I got to call my son and go, yo, did you set the lineup? Don't forget to set the lineup, because if we don't set the lineup, they call me telling me I'm a jerk. So, yeah, I haven't been able to get into it. I don't have the attention span for it.
0: You know what George
1: just did, by the way, for the first time ever on the radio? He admitted that he fleeced Steve Mason. I'm very
0: happy that you at least finally did that. Because
1: he did. Hey, by the way, speaking of Mason really, really quickly, George, I don't know. Did you get a chance to hear Mason's story earlier today? About No, he...
0: because Mason has been texting me for the last two hours asking me if he made the right trade.
1: Okay, listen to this story real quick. Yeah. Mason is telling the story on the air, and here's how he's telling it. I'm not so sure I should tell this story. And of course, everybody on the show is like, well, once you said that, now we got to know. So Mason tells the story how he goes to a place yesterday, like a CVS or someplace like that, and over the PA system in the store, they tell everybody, "Uh, excuse me, shoppers, Uh, yeah, look, we have eight vaccines available right now, and if we don't give them to somebody, we're going to throw them out. So Mason and his boyfriend decided to go sit down and get vaccinated. but he felt guilty about being vaccinated because he wasn't like of the age or he wasn't of a certain profession, but he shouldn't have felt guilty because if you, if they're offering the vaccine and if they don't use it, they're going to throw it away. The sooner more people are vaccinated, the sooner life can go back to some form of what we knew as normality. Yeah. And so I said to Mason off air, I said, Mason, what are you acting like what you did was like a selfish move? It wasn't selfish. It was no. selfless. And it's got me thinking. I know a lot of people that have picked up a vaccination at the end of the day because they were in the right place at the right time. Sounded pretty smart to me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Look, I, I, it's actually to your point. Um, Scientists, doctors, epidemiologists, all these people do say what you just said, that if you happen to come across a vaccine, they do. After a while, they will have to throw them away because of the way they need to be stored, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So instead of it not getting used, absolutely someone should take that. And and even if they're not um, someone of age and or in the right profession or whatever, because, again, they're throwing it away. Why let it go to waste no, is dude. the point. It's not like you're cutting the line. You won right. the lottery, basically. Yep. You just happened to be in the right place at That's the right it. time. That's exactly this right. This wasn't you. This wasn't like the – So the Milwaukee Bucks uh, owner, uh, his son, was, like, literally doing the opposite of that. Um, He got into a lot of trouble because he was, like, in this line with a bunch of old people, uh, basically, like, trying to get the vaccine in Wisconsin or whatever. And that's different. But if you're at the CVS and they announce it over the speaker, hey, we got eight left if you want it. Here it is because we got to toss them out and you want to get the vaccine, go ahead and do it. I don't think anyone – I look, I'll open it up to the phones and people if they want to chime in on that at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Also, if you think Steph was taking a shot at LeBron when he said this, quote, teams still want to beat us and beat us bad. They still have a lot of memories from the last five years right after the loss to the Lakers where the Lakers beat the brakes off them. Uh, feel free to hit us up. And if you buy my theory that if I'm LeBron, I look at Steph, and I'm annoyed by him because I feel like he stole some of my championships, Eight seven 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 ten 710 espn But, and Laura, if you I'll think, ask by you. The way,
1: wait, if you think, by the way, that there's just a little too much mind reading going on here, if you think that, that there's just too much of trying no. to get into LeBron's head on this one, uh, no. if you think that, that the Lakers don't look at the Warriors, certainly this team that way... Um, yeah, that's the other side of that debate.
0: You're you're focusing on the Lakers, like the 17, 18 championship Lakers. I'm talking about right now, okay? Yeah, LeBron no, so versus Steph, the two most popular players in the league by far. It's not even close, okay? I'm telling you because I've seen the metrics, okay? I'm not talking out of my fanny here, which I've never used the word fanny, but I was going to say the other Very word. Very nice job then,
1: using fanny. I think Greg had was going to get mad
0: if I actually said the word for buttocks mm. um, that wasn't buttocks. But no, anyway, no, go ahead. All right, anyway. So, yeah, I'm not talking out of my... I'm, I'm talking out of what I know. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, Scott, I know this league. This league is the pettiest of petty leagues, man.
1: Um, I understand what you're saying. I do. I, and I think you're right that it is. By the way, it's celebrated. The pettiness is celebrated. A hundred percent. Yeah. We I mean, actually pe-
0: have... They have become less petty, which makes it less interesting. It's better <laughs> when it's more petty.
1: Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is y- you can yell at me all day long, you can tell me how wrong I am. I, I, mean, will, ac- wrong. I will accept you're your telling me of all of this, but I will hold on to LeBron James doesn't need to look at Steph Curry that way. Um, other lesser teams in smaller markets that got pounded along the way, LeBron was there. LeBron was playing in those championships. So when, when Steph says the Lakers or LeBron's Lakers, they just want to beat us because of what happened in the last five years, I would think more it's like, no, we actually need to win this game because we lost four in a row. Oh, by the way, earlier in the season, we lost to you guys, and we need to get our stuff together as we're
0: headed towards the All-Star break. So, so that plays a role in it too, the fact that the, the Warriors came back down 19 or whatever it was against this Lakers team. All that plays, I'm not dismissing that part of it either, but I, I am – listen, man – did you okay you know what you still didn't answer the question that I posed to you what that if you was were that? you were the best host in town mm-hmm. right you mm-hmm. were by far the most talented individual mm-hmm. but if another show was out there as an ensemble and they were beating you it, it would it, would it bother you? So you can answer that on the other side because we actually have to go to break again. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of
1: ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if
2: your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN bet today. What a play
1: must be 21 plus and present in select States gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: No, I am not like (laughs) Apollo Creed. I'm like Rocky in my Ferrari right now, driving at very high speeds. Okay. (laughs) No easy way out. Great song. I mean, Joe cha just tweeted me, um, at Joe K town Cha um, on Twitter. Christ, I can't imagine how frustrated you are with Cap right now. With, like, a couple of exclamation marks and a question mark. So let me ask you this. uh, Because I have two things I want to ask. And I I know we have some calls here at 877-710-ESPN that want to hop aboard on this discussion that we're having. And also the Steve Mason conversation about he happened to be at a CVS. They said over the speaker, hey, we got eight vaccines. uh, We're going to throw them away. If anyone wants them, let's go. And he got them. And he felt bad about it. And I'm with you, Scott. I wouldn't feel bad about it. So let's do that in a second too, because I know people want to chime in on that as well at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. But I asked you the question, okay? I made you LeBron James, okay? That should make you feel good, Thank all you. right? You are the greatest individual talent, okay, in, the, in town, right? And there, But there is another show, okay, that has good talents, very mm-hmm. good talents, like mm-hmm. great talents as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. but not the greatest, right, that we've mm-hmm. ever seen arguably. Got it, got it. And they come together and join forces and they start beating you. How are you going to react to that?
1: Okay, so, George, look, let me just answer this question by saying that you're trying to push me into answering what you want me to answer, but I'm I'm not going to be honest. Here's honesty. You ready? Honesty is this I'm one of these kinds of people, and this is what I'm saying about LeBron, that I think LeBron is focused now on what am I going to do? to get what I want versus how am I going to let it linger about what happened in the past and what I didn't get. And my whole point about this, this entire Steph Curry thing is you're saying that Curry is taking his shot at LeBron when he says that people want to pound on us, want to beat up on Golden State because of how good we were. I'm arguing the opposite, which is if they were still that team, Yeah, you'd love to beat them, just the same way Utah loved beating the Lakers last week. Nobody gives them a chance to be real come the end of the season, so pounding on the Lakers is what Utah wanted to do. I don't think LeBron and the Lakers right now look at Curry and the Warriors as that team because there's no KD and there's no Clay. That's the way I see it. This really pisses you off. Listen to that moan. This is frustrating, isn't it?
0: What I'm saying to you, And I will go to the calls here in a second. What I'm saying to you is this is that (laughs) if they were still that team Scott, they wouldn't get the brakes beat off them like they did yesterday. Okay? So that is an impossibility, is my point. Okay. And because that they are a wounded animal, you sweep the leg. And that's what LeBron wants to do. Because he's like, you know what? I ain't forgotten. That you stole a couple from me, okay? That I should have had those titles, okay? You know, now you, say you the never word stole answered the question. As if you it's ne- entitled,
1: you, you it, make it sound like LeBron is entitled to win every year.
0: He is not entitled to win, but he—I'm telling you his line of thinking, okay? Because I covered the league at that point too, where he left a place where he won championships because he wanted to reboot it with younger talent, and he thought. I have a clear path here. And then a team came out of nowhere, which is why I asked you the question, and I'll ask you one more time, and I'd like if you'd actually answer it, unlike you haven't taken that stupid video we've asked you to do about dancing for four days. If you were the greatest singular talent and another show who had really great talents but not the greatest individual talent came out and started beating you, how would that play with you in your head? It's only human nature to say that that would piss you off, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, but you know what i do about it? I'd say I'm going to go fix it. I'm going to go get better. I'm going to find a way to to flip the situation. I think I'm better. I'm LeBron. I think I'm better. They won championships. They built a championship team, and they won. I was in my prime. I built a team around me. I thought I was going to win. They took it. Okay, great. I'm going to continue to progress Every day to get what I want, which is ultimately what he did. He came to the Lakers after winning a championship in Cleveland. He came to the Lakers and he and he won another championship so I, I guess what i 'm saying is is that I just don 't see why lebron should be looking at this warriors team or that individual player thinking he stole something that is right because lying.
0: people in 2016 scott kaplan were saying that steph curry was the best player on the planet and it was ludicrous and he took it personally i know he took it not, personally he do doesn't have think, to say it we know he did did you, you see hold on no, 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 no. hold, hold on the best hold players? on hold on hold on in that series okay that they won all right he, I'll never forget this. I can remember this bleep like it was yesterday, okay? Curry went up. He faked a left-hand layup, went up and under, tried to go around. LeBron swatted the living you-know-what out of him, and he just looked at him sideways and kind of just, like, nodded his head, like, yeah, get that freaking bleep out of here. That was personal, dude. Like, if you don't think that, you're just not watching the same game.
1: Okay, so I'm not, by the way. I'm not watching the same game, okay? You're, you're watching the NBA from the court side, from the reporter perspective. You're watching it as the host of the jump. You're watching it as a sideline commentator. You're watching it as somebody who's on the inside of the inside. So you're right. I'm not watching the same game. I'm on the outside looking in. By the way, George, I want to tell you you something.
0: You can read body language. You're good at it.
1: Yeah, but uh, listen, this, this all gets back to what you were saying, which is that Curry is taking his shot at LeBron. And you ask me the question, if I were in a situation where I were the number one guy in all of L.A. radio, but there was another show across town that was winning in the ratings, how upset would I be? I'd be pissed. But you know what i do? i try and find a way to fix it. LeBron has tried to find a way to fix it. That's what you do. You move forward. You progress. You right, go out and get what it, you, you know, want.
0: It doesn't mean that every time you get a chance to rub their nose in the sand or the dirt that you wouldn't. Let me go to Aaron in Costa Mesa. Aaron.
4: Hey guys. How we doing? Hey. All right. So, I mean, I mean, Captain, you're coming at it from a completely mature perspective. You know, you're you're acting like these guys aren't the most competitive, you know, top of the food chain. LeBron wants to be the best. Steph wants to be the best. And unfortunately I have to side with the Dono here. You know, these guys are absolutely going to take shots at one another with social media these days. You, you know they're looking at their phones. You know they're engaged. You know they know what's going on out there. And you know that if LeBron gets a shot to take it Steph, Steph doesn't have any shots. He can take it, LeBron, these days. So he's going to take it when he can get it, basically saying, hey, these last five years, I was at the top. Regardless of what's going on now, I still was at the top. I still beat you. And LeBron's going to obviously – he knows that. And he's going to take that. So, unfortunately, I think, yeah, that's a mature perspective for LeBron to just go head down. But I just don't think that's the case for human nature.
0: Correct. And you fair nailed enough. it. And you nailed it because of the ultra-competitive nature of okay, it. Okay.
1: All sounds fair enough to me. Now go to the next call because I know I'm not alone on this. Just right.
0: Give this us... guy agrees with you. Izzo yes, in one Valencia.
2: In. Yep. Yes, hello. How are you guys doing? What's up, yes, Izzo? Hello. Talk to us, brother. Listen, Kaplan, I'm right behind you, man. LeBron played, I think it was 28 minutes or
0: less yesterday. 24. I think
2: if LeBron wanted to put it into anybody's face, he would have got back on the court no. at the end of the third quarter. Are you out of your mind? He, and put wait, their wait, wait, noses wait. in it. LeBron LeBron, and, and Steph have so much respect for each other. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're at the top of their game. They both respect each other I- Izzo, to the fullest. Izzo, no Izzo. one's trying to put no one's trying to put anybody's face in anything.
0: I- Izzo, I- Izzo, you, you have zero idea what you're talking about is what I'm telling
2: you. You you you're uh, you're on to something here, Izzo. I like what you're saying.
4: For you to listen, they can, listen, they say they can say have wants to put. Izzo. For
0: you to say
2: LeBron wants to put. Anybody's face into anything, and then play twenty eight minutes or less in the game.
0: He played twenty eight minutes. Really he wanted... won thirty five points. What the hell is he? And he, he hasn't rested in a month because Anthony Davis has been gone. Like it, it's not he's not going to do it at the at the cost of breaking his body. That's not logical either.
2: If he wanted to put it to Steph, he would. He's already put it to that Steph. Steph wasn't even in the put... game put Steph on the court, and they both would have went head-to-head. Izzo. You tell there. him, Izzo.
0: Izzo. He, you tell him, man. Steph wasn't even in the damn game anymore. Of course he's going to sit out
4: at that and neither point. And
2: was LeBron. And neither because was Le- LeBron. Le-
0: because if they wanted to put it to each other,
2: if they wanted to put on a show and put it to each other, they would have stayed in the game. Oh, yeah, would've they would have stayed in the game in a
0: 35-point difference of a game. That's real normal. That happens all the time in the NBA. You're right. Listen, Thanks, listen, Izzo. if LeBron... Oh you No, you're right. It was really you're right. sounding smart. Because how many stars play? Greg Bergman, how many superstars stay in a game at a 30-point uh, differential? That'd be zero. Hey,
1: Thank by you. the way, it was 30 points. It was a 30-point lead. I tweeted yesterday. It was like, I don't know, maybe five minutes to go in the third quarter. I'm like, hey, LeBron, Um, it's a 30-point lead. It's okay to hit the bench now, dude, and put on the slides. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, right. you're saying that, but now you're agreeing with Izzo who wanted LeBron, if, if if my theory is correct, right, that LeBron would be in the game up 30 well, points.
1: No, no, here, here's what I liked, George. you got to understand what I liked. I enjoyed that because you're getting very fired up, which I love, but I like the fact that Izzo had gotten underneath your fingernails because how dare he? How dare Izzo have that opinion? He don't know what he's talking about. He's not some NBA insider. How dare he? oh great call.
0: It's not even about being an NBA insider. It's just about being a normal human being. <laughs> like these are obvious things. Yes, they have respect for each other as human beings, clearly. But but this notion that they are not passive aggressive towards each other based especially after that comp the comment that Steph made yesterday <laughs> is ludicrous. All right, we got a break. <laughs> We're back in two and a half.